What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Would you lose hope if I said, what if Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump can't save us? If you lose hope after hearing those words, your hope is misplaced. What always saves America? What saves America is Americans. We, at the last minute, when all seems lost, we finally get it and go, oh, and we pull together. Now, they've done everything they can to make sure that we, we don't stay together. But I have a sneaking suspicion that coalition that they have built is falling apart. Courage and hope. A letter to a mainstream straddler in 60 seconds. In an emergency situation, you're going to have to have a lot of things on your mind, especially if you've got a, you, you've got a family and you have to take care of them. People laugh at preppers, but let them laugh, man. You're awake. You know what the odds are. You know what's coming our way. So what do you do to prepare? Just do those things and then don't worry about it anymore. My Patriot Supply right now, you can stock up on their three-month emergency food kit. You'll also get $200 worth of survival gear as a free bonus. If you you seriously never know if it's going to be a snowstorm, uh, you know, or a financial collapse. It could be anything. Aliens could invade us, and I wouldn't be surprised. Everything you can get at My Patriot Supply will help you. $200 bonus gift comes free with every three-month emergency food kit you order. That way, everybody in the family is prepared. But hurry, the offer is only good while supplies last. So check it off your list. Sleep better. Just go to MyPatriotSupply.com and score free shipping as well. MyPatriotSupply.com. A letter to Mainstream Straddler. Live Not by Half Lies by Margaret Anna Alice. I get it. You don't want to be called a conspiracy theorist. You don't want to be tarred as an anti-vaxxer, a science denier, far right-wing extremist. You have your reputation to protect your credibility, your grant funding. So you just water it down. You tiptoe around the truth. You don't go there. And the philanthropaths, the tyrants, the big liars, the enablers continue to profit continue to conspire, continue to torture, continue to slaughter. They'll tell you right to your face what they're doing. But if you then turn around and quote them, you're the crazy one. If you ask why a child, a teen, an athlete, other healthy adults suddenly had a heart attack or got turbo cancer or died, you are the truly disgusting one. If you provide scientific evidence that a warp speed experimental injection being peddled by a trillion dollar industry in collusion with governments, federal agencies, the media and big tech might be dangerous. You, not the corporations raking in billions, are the grifter. If you ask what's causing the sudden deaths and injuries that began surging in 2021 in hopes of preventing future such tragedies, you're just morally reprehensible. You point out that maybe we should think twice about pushing a product, you know, estimated to have killed 13 million human beings and counting. Well, you're the major killing force globally and guilty of undermining public confidence. 
If you call genocide genocide, you're the enemy, the misinformation spreader, the anti-Semite. If you dare point out never again is already happening, you get inquisitioned, even though the Holocaust survivors and their relatives agree with you. You know you're living in a world of lies when the mob is more enraged at the whistleblowers revealing the deceptions, corruption, and murder than they are at the lying liars, the corrupt corruptors, the murdering murderers themselves. Snowden said, when exposing a crime is treated as committing a crime, you're being ruled by criminals. And guess what? Once you start calling, once they start calling you those hideous names, you realize they're nothing more than magician's smoke. You gradually start to give fewer and fewer craps about things. You know you've hit zero when you feel the exhilarating liberation that comes from shouting the unfettered truth. That's the words can never hurt you stage, and you become untouchable, and you start collecting libels like purple hearts. And the more scars you can count, the more evidence of your efficacy, your threat to the hegemony. That's when you can truly live, and by truth, not by lies. If enough of us stand up and do that, we can hold the perpetrators accountable and we can find justice. Once you're living in alignment with your values, you'll feel the deepest joy fathomable. And when COVID criminals have found, been found guilty, when the spells dissolve, the people will gradually awaken from their coma and recognize you for the hero you are. Or not. Most will be too ashamed to admit that they were conned, to realize they shielded fascist tyrants and attack those trying to rescue them few find that courageous humility within themselves to acknowledge their complicity in totalitarianism and so they will swathe themselves in soothing denial and lash out to anyone who tries to puncture it but you will keep trying anyway because that is what truth tellers do your bravery will outlive you your words will remain like candles lighting the path for future truth droppers and you will be at peace in life and beyond i read that a couple of weeks ago and i said to my staff i need to talk to this woman she is amazing her name is margaret anna alice and she's on the program with us now hi margaret ann Hi, Glenn. Thank you so much for that enthusiastic reading. That oh my was really gosh. sweet. I, I, you know, you, I, I saw a bio of you and, and who you admire and look up to as uh, heroes. Uh, <laughs> and there are many of the same people uh, uh, that I look up to. And Stolas Nietzsche, this just screams Stolas Nietzsche to me. Well, that was quite an honor when I heard you say that. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about... Um, your philosophy. You just started a new Substack, right? Well, actually, I, it's all been almost two years since I started. Oh my gosh! It. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, April 2021 is when I first um, launched it, and I just I started it with a piece called "A Primer for the Propagandized: Fear is the Mind Killer." Um, mm. And I had, you know, from the beginning of the COVID. Um, <laughs> scamdemic or whatever you want to call it, it was quite obvious that the propaganda was being used to psychologically manipulate people, um, you know, create a state of fear and panic so people would obey and essentially following Biderman's chart of coercion, 
like a recipe. <laughs> and so um, I was initially attempting to sort of wake people up to this fact by reaching out through, you know, online, local communities, next door, things like that. And I eventually found that the censorship was so extreme, yeah. it was basically impossible to share any references. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, as soon as I'd post a comment, if I had a link in there to substantiating evidence, it would get disappeared within minutes. And so I had somebody had posted something at Nextdoor that basically said, you know, these masks are not about health. They're about fear and obedience and obedience training, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote a pretty lengthy comment in response to that. And by the time I was getting ready to post it, um, that post had been disappeared. Wow. <laughs> and so I, I read it to my husband and he said, you know, you should submit that to Off Guardian. And so I thought, okay, well, I need a place to house it. And I'd been thinking about creating a Substack anyway. So I just in an afternoon, just threw together a Substack, published that piece, submitted it to Off Guardian, and kind of forgot about it for a couple of weeks. Mm. And, and then Kit Knightley got back to me and said that they would love to publish it. And then that sort of kicked off my um, publishing career in a way. Yeah. And um, then so my readership snowballed from there. What is the um, What is the reaction to you? Because you are so clear you're obviously extraordinarily bright and well-read you obviously know philosophy and and uh history really really well you'd it'd it'd be hard to argue with you what is the reaction (laughs) um well from my readership um you know very enthusiastic extremely appreciative um, one of the things you probably notice that I do a lot is essentially I provide substantiating evidence for practically every word. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know. I have, I have, have hyperlinks. Um, so I show my homework, and that way if anybody questions it or wants to explore more on their own, I've created basically all these rabbit holes that people can go down. Mm-hmm. And um, my readers are, you know, they love that. Um, some people find it irritating, which I understand. I, you know, <laughs> I, I have to. <laughs> I have to tell you, uh, you know, the letter to the mainstream straddler that I just mm-hmm. read. It has mm-hmm. a lot of things I had to cut out for time, uh, but it yeah. has a lot of things like Wampeter that I had never heard before, and I followed mm-hmm. the hyperlink, and I'm uh-huh. like, oh my gosh! And so I was only annoyed because your one article took up about an hour of my time right. before I realized, <laughs> wait a minute, I've got a life. Um, right. It, but it is, it's a great, great education. What is your, Thanks. what's your goal? Well, when I started my Substack, um, my mission I articulated as um, I want to awaken the sleeping before tyranny, uh, well, actually I should say unmask totalitarianism and awaken the sleeping before tyranny triumphs. Mm. And um, that's still, you know, part of my goal, part of my mission, but what I found is in my many attempts to awaken the sleeping, um, it is quite a, um, an arduous task if they're not willing to wake up. And so, know. Um, you know, my, I launched my letter series with a piece called Letter to a Covidian. And, you know, I'm basically trying to confront the people with their hypocrisy, 
their discrimination, um, the fact that they allowed themselves to be manipulated into becoming hateful, fearful people. And, um, you know, it, it is difficult when people are sort of in a state of fear, they're panicked, and they're just clinging to these easy solutions and safety. And um, Laura Dodsworth wrote a great book called A State of Fear that documents the psychological manipulation techniques that were used specifically in the UK. But anyway, so part of my mission has evolved in that I am reaching so many fellow dissidents Mm -hmm. around the world. And so um, really it's been about nurturing this really rich community of brave, brilliant, funny, intelligent people. So, and so it's been very gratifying in that sense as well. May I, may I ask you, because the, the global reach, when I have um, spoken to people from different countries and I mm-hmm. look at who's listening to my broadcast and I, I'll find them everywhere that you yes. would just not expect. And, um, and it kind of gives me hope because I, I believe it's, this is not an American problem. I mean, I think we're a great no. source of it, but mm-hmm. this is not an American problem. This is, this is why there are demonstrations all over the world, because yes, people absolutely. know it's the elite against the mm-hmm. common man. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and I love that you pointed that out earlier. You mentioned if, you're, if your hope is in Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, your hope is in the wrong place. Right. And one of my recurring themes is that it is we the people against they. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's one of the reasons I wrote, I have a Profiles in Courage series, mm. and I did a, a piece on the Canadian trucker protests who, of course, they were vilified in the media, um, big surprise. Um, but I spent, you know, a great deal of time just listening to the stories of the people who were there, just kind of playing live streams in the background. And there was just this upswelling of joy and emotional uh, connection with one another. And it, I called it the winter of love. And you see when ordinary people get together in a spirit of peaceful compliance, yep. that is where our power lies. I was gonna s- I was gonna say to you a minute ago when you were talking about, you know, you, you're trying to get people uh out of the darkness and how they just mm-hmm. are unwilling to go. Fear yeah. fear and hatred are so yes. strong and yes. they cannot be uh disabled with more fear right. or hatred. It has to be love. Exactly. And Absolutely. That's hard to convince people who keep feeling like a stick in the head or a stick mm-hmm. in the eye. Um, mm-hmm. And you kind of have some righteous indignation. You're like, uh, yeah. I'm not the bad guy here. It's right. really hard <laughs> to get them to act in love. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say in arguing with COVIDians, it is it has been a test of my patience. Yeah, I bet. I bet it has. Maintain my composure and be compassionate toward them. And um, I, I do a rolling inter- an interview series called Dissident Dialogues. And um, I call them rolling because as I work through the questions, I publish them one at a time for my paid subscribers. And then when it's completed, I make it available to the public. Um, but right now I'm engaged in one with Meredith Miller, who is a holistic coach. And I have found her insights 
into the psyche of what is occurring. Absolutely fascinating. I've been studying this, been writing about it for three years. Um, and of course, I've been studying these topics for many more years in, before this. But she articulates it in such a way that really helped me understand it from the perspective of these victims of this psychological manipulation. Um, so, for example, you know, she sees them as victims of narcissistic, emotional, psychological abuse, and she calls it a psychoneurospiritual state of captivity. And so if you think of them as being like abused partners yeah. in a, you know, an unhealthy relationship and they have Stockholm syndrome, they are defending their captors. Yes. And so anyone who tries to get them rescue from that, them from that situation before they are ready, they're going to resist. And so Meredith um, basically said they have to be the ones who make, they have to have this moment, this epiphany, this moment of disruptive truth that helps them break through and recognize that they're being abused. And that those of us who are outside trying to yeah. rescue them from that abuse, right. once they wake up and, you know, she said, my substack is extremely valuable for people when well, they are awakening because they're thirsty for that truth and that evidence to support their Margaret, newfound realizations. Margaret, I would love to continue our conversation. I'm going to become a paid subscriber of, of your substack. Oh. Um, I think you're amazing, and I, I hope you don't mind. I would love to uh, share some of your ideas. Um, oh, please do. Because Absolutely. you're a remarkable writer. Thank you so much. Margaret and Alice, uh, you can uh, uh, find her website. Oh, geez, now I don't. Can you get her website? I just, somehow or another, I just deleted her website. Oh, it's on the screen? Oh, there it is. <laughs> MargaretAndAlice.com. Boy, that was complex. All right, let me tell you about uh, uh, Rough Greens. Maria wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She said, we love Rough Greens. Our dog had really, really bad skin allergies. We'd already tried the recommended treatment. Nothing worked. She had a really bad smell. Oof, nothing worse. But three days into the trial, we noticed a difference. It's been almost two weeks. The odor is gone. There's no more itching. Her red bumps are all but gone. Definitely worth the price. Maria, thank you so much for just writing in and trying it. But writing in has gone the extra mile. Thank you for letting us know. Rough Greens is so confident your dog is going to love it, and you're going to see improvements in your dog over time, that they have a special deal for you. Just get the first bag free just to make sure your dog likes it. Uh, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, greens.com. You sprinkle it on their dogs, on your dog's food. It has all the probiotics and everything else your dog needs. You get the first one free that you just pay for shipping, and then every month another bag comes in, and uh, it, it's a remarkable thing for your dog. It has been for mine. 833-GLEN-33, R-U-F-F-Greens.com. That's R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck, or 833-GLEN-33. Do it now. 10 seconds, station ID. It's, it's remarkable how many people are waking up, and uh, I don't know much about her, her backstory, um, and she has security issues, so she doesn't, she doesn't talk about it, um, but she is not a slouch um, by any stretch of the imagination, and uh, I, I, I don't think that uh, she was playing in the, 
the conservative sandbox at any time, you know, and I and and people are not you have to be very careful. People are not becoming conservative and I don't know anything about her, but they're not coming conservative. They are going back to their classical liberal roots. Classical liberals are the ones who believe in the Bill of Rights. I consider myself a classical liberal. I don't usually say that because it's it's misunderstood as a term. You're not a liberal. No, I, I know. I'm a classical liberal. I believe in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and I'll stand for that. You know, my father used to always say, I disagree with him wholeheartedly, but I'll fight to the death for his right to say it. That's the kind of Americans we all need to be. Everything beyond that is just politics. There are certain core beliefs, and the Bill of Rights is in the center of it. And that's what we need to focus on, because that's what, that's what people are waking back up to. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a fundamental, fi- a, a fundamental violation of rights. All right, uh, a lot of things that I hope I'm wrong about. One of them I said today, I, I, I don't think this is the big uh, collapse by any stretch, but I don't know if we're over with this collapse. I think it's going to be probably a little like 2008, where this set into motion some things, and then when they can't keep it together with tape and paper clips, uh, it all comes undone. Um, but we are in, we're in trouble with the banking uh, system. And um, we have to prepare for impact because I truly believe, as I pointed out last night, digital currency is what they're going to go to. And that's the end of all freedom. And that's not hyperbole. Goldline is offering for free 150 original one ounce copper great seal rounds with every qualifying order of $5 gold Liberty or Indian coins that you acquire. You can buy Indians and Liberty coins in tubes or in boxes of 20. Just ask Goldline about the difference. Call them now at 866-GOLDLINE. Do it now. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. You can help us in our fight against big tech and government censorship. Use the promo code will not be censored at blazetv.com slash Glenn and you'll save $20. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. So I was reading a story today <clears throat> about uh, Duck Dynasty star Missy Robertson. Uh, and she was out with Kirk Cameron. They were doing a, a book event at a library in Tennessee, Hendersonville, which doesn't sound like a huge metropolis. Um, but uh, they were doing it at the public library and they had real problems. I mean, the thing almost didn't happen. Um, and as I'm reading this story, I thought I got to call Missy and just ask her about it. Missy Robertson is, uh, here with us. Uh, Missy is the author of several books. Um, uh, the latest is because you're my family and she was out with Kirk Cameron. His book is as you grow. Hi, Missy. How are you? Hi. Hi, Glenn. Thank you for having me. We're great. Yeah. It's so good to talk to you. Uh, yeah, so so, um, you know, if you're watching your uh, your podcast or your show on uh, Blaze TV or on YouTube, you saw you bring this up and talk about it. 
Can you can you retell the <laughs> yeah. story? Yes, I actually, when I came home from that trip, I told my husband Jace, who's um, who's one of the the talent on Unashamed, yeah, with Phil and Jace Robertson on Blaze TV. He, I said, can I be on your podcast tomorrow? <laughs> and I never asked for that. They want me to be on there, and I'm either too busy or uninterested <laughs> to be on there <laughs> with my family, just being totally transparent. Right. But so, so when I said I need to talk about something on the podcast, it kind of shocked him, and he just said yes immediately, which was really funny. I said, you don't even know what I want to talk about. But what had happened was literally the day before, and I was in Tennessee with my children. Most of my children and both of my grandbabies live in the Nashville area, and I was spending some time with them. And Brave Books reached out to me and said, hey, you know, Kirk's going to be on his library tour in Hendersonville, which is not too far from where my children are. Mm-hmm. Would you like to join him and read your book? Absolutely. What a, what a wonderful idea. Kind of wish I thought of that to do a library tour, and sure, what a great what a great place to do it as well. So that morning, I, I was not privy to a lot of the pushback that had been going on. So I kind of walked in uh, a little deer in the headlights, I think, to use a southern term. Right. But um, that morning was actually really cold, and it had been warm and beautiful all week. That morning was like 41 degrees, raining and freezing. Mm. And when I got there almost two hours before it opened, there was already a line formed with children, umbrellas, babies. So I thought, okay, (laughs) I can't really believe that they're coming out for this little library reading, but you know, kudos to them. Even my children backed out at the last minute. Babies are little and like, mom, we're, we're, we're not going right. to come. Like, it's totally fine. I mm-hmm. totally understand. So as the morning went on, the lines got longer and Brave wanted to do some little promos about our books inside this beautiful, I'm going to state this, this beautiful multi-level, a gorgeous library with tons of windows. Inside was like, just really massive for a small little town. I was not expecting this. Right. And so this, the depth of the library behind us was just such a great, beautiful place to do some promos. And um, was just kind of snuck up on when I realized that people started making noise in the closed library. P- people were outside. And, and where's this noise coming from? And I realized over the next few minutes that it was being done on purpose to distract from what we were trying to do is make these videos, just promoting, just promoting these books. And and these books, what's so silly is these books are about unconditional love of family, forgiveness, the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. <laughs> these are kind of ironic when you think about so, some of the things that we're trying to push. They say that we're trying to push so, on children and their families. So wait a minute. So let me ask you, why didn't you just ask the librarian to do what all librarians do and say, shh, wh- who were these yeah. people that were? Well, they were the library staff. But again, like oh. I said before, I, I wasn't really sure what was going on. And I, you know, being in reality TV, we're, we don't, we don't, we're not on sets anywhere. We're in real yeah, everyday circumstances. Right. And so I thought 
you know, maybe people are, we're, we're in their environment. They forgot to lower their voices. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do so, you know, so can we ask them nicely to, you know, be quiet? Yeah. Well, that happened like three times. We even kind of laughed about it. Like, shh, I think Kirk said, it's a library, shh, you right. know, like, ha ha. Right. And it just wasn't happening. And we realized there was, there was a moment where I thought something is wrong when um, one of the brave team asked the director who was coming kind of out into the open. And he said, hey, can you ask your staff to hold it down? And he fired back, you're not even supposed to be here. And Kirk shot back, yes, we are supposed to be here. And these were very loud voices. And it kind of took me off guard. Like something, are we not supposed to be in the library? Like I start thinking about, like, are, are we, are we doing something we're not supposed to do? I'm, I'm such a rule follower and I don't want to upset anyone, you know? So, and brave, just looked the, the brave team just looked at me and was like, we're fine. And yes, we're supposed to be here. Did they, the lady behind the, this is what you said on, unashamed. Uh, the lady at the front desk of the library said, we're just trying to look for things to deal with our stress. Yes, that's, that was, I think, the actual moment where it confirmed in my mind. And really, look, I'm like, am I, 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 I'm just sitting there thinking that everyone, we're welcome. There's hundreds of people outside. So this was really hard for me to wrap my brain around that someone was trying to thwart this process. And so when she said that after Riley, you know, Riley Gaines was also there reading for Bethany Hamilton's book. Bethany was in Hawaii and couldn't come. So Riley grew up in that area. She said, I grew up five minutes from this library. So this was her hometown. So I started to think about what would happen if, you know, our little West Monroe library, West Monroe, Louisiana library, if some of the the people were acting like that against someone that I had invited or was invited to my hometown library, I, Mm -hmm. I would be embarrassed. And I think, you know, she took it upon herself to kind of march over there and say, look, we're asking for 60 seconds of quiet. Can you not turn off the the music that you're blaring? There's no one in here but us, and we're asking for 60 seconds. And she said that she didn't think she had the authority to make that decision oh to turn gosh. off the radio. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I mean, nothing is probably going to happen to these people. I don't know if you fired a, uh, you know, or, or filed a complaint, but... This this actually started. I have not. Yeah, they no. th- this actually started uh, with the brave book people because mm-hmm. they wanted to turn uh, uh, turn Kirk down, right? So I don't know all of the facts about that. Um, so, but I was learning as I was standing there. We we had a job to do. Right. We, we had hundreds of people waiting for us, and we right. were really excited about it. these books. Are really good. <laughs> They are so sweet, the ones that we were reading, especially that day, to all of these children and families. And I'm I was so I'm so proud of this book and for Kirk's book because they're biblical values without, you know, basically shoving verses down children's throats yes. is what I think some of the quotes have mm-hmm. been said about us. But they're not that way at all. They're beautifully written and illustrated, and it's a partnership that the authors have with Brave Books. And... So, and, and like my book is about unconditional love and forgiveness of family. And I loved when I talk about it to, to speak about how the father in heaven and Jesus who created us, love us unconditionally, that there is nothing in the world that we will ever do to make him stop loving us. We will disappoint him. We have 
Uh, we have things that we have to make up for. There are consequences to our behavior, but he will never stop loving us. And it it mirrors our own with our own children and parenting. It's beautiful. Isn't it amazing, Missy, so I, how th- this is so the world is so upside down that that is considered evil indoctrination. Yes, it's really sad. And I don't get angry a lot because, because I feel like the older I get and the more my relationship with my creator grows, the more I love him and appreciate his sacrifice for me. And the more I understand why he loves me so much, especially now that I have grandbabies, I have two generations of children mm. behind me that I love unconditionally and would do anything for. And I want everyone to experience that relationship like I have with him. And so now, you know, there there have been consequences to that library and to their staff's behavior. I got a text from Kirk last night, actually, um, telling me that the library director was fired. Wow. And so I wow. don't have a lot of confirmation of that. But my initial response was, whoa. Yeah, that I would it, not it, expect it's that. sweet. I told mm. Jace last, my husband last night, I said, when I told him, he said, good. And I thought, I mean, it is good, but we don't wish ill on anyone. I know, I know. I feel like they do on us, but we really don't wish ill on anyone. But we have to stand up yes. for what they are trying to do with our children yes. and our grandchildren. And now I've got two brand new grandbabies that my children are having to make decisions I know. on where to put them in school, if they're even gonna, going to yeah. go to a school. It's very difficult situation for them, and, and I do not envy them. We're going to support, support them 100% in whatever decision they make, but they're really taking it seriously, and I'm afraid that if we don't, we're going to lose a lot of our children. Oh, I, we already have, unfortunately, because we didn't speak up. And, you know, you, you said, you know, the, the stronger I am with the Lord, um, uh, you've just experienced his love. Uh, and I'll tell you, the, the stronger I become in the Lord, I find myself in those situations with greater compassion for the person. Yeah. It's really weird. I, it's it's you don't get angry. You just you're like, what kind of suffering did you go through, or are you going through? What are what are you, know, you what carrying around? Are you believing? Yeah, uh, it's, it's so sad. I, I mean, well, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. I was angry. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I, I know. Was angry yeah. at first. You know, that's that's what led me to want to talk about this. Um, you, you know, I got home that day. We have a place there in, close to my kids and. And my son, Cole, was there, and he's my peacemaking, laid-back child. Let's don't ruffle any feathers. And he was like, Mom, you need to talk about this. Yeah, there's a—you know, people think that if you're loving and you're following in the footsteps of Christ that you're you're just never going to, you know, say anything. That's not fighting. No, 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 no. It's standing firm in the truth with compassion to other Mm -hmm. people. But that doesn't mean you don't say anything. You, you cannot right. live your life quiet, especially in this world. If you are not an enemy of evil, then you're really nothing. You're, you know, That's you're, true. you're nothing. You know, and, and Riley, Riley was amazing what she did. And I, and I was taken so off guard for a second. She was like, this is not happening and walked over there and was not unkind at all, but very direct. 
And we have all of that on video. All, you know, Brave was steadily rolling. I, mm. I started videoing with my with my own phone because I thought, is this really, this is happening. This is what I've been seeing on the news happening from coast to coast, but not here yeah. in the middle, the no. flyover state. This Pe- is not happening in our little hometowns, but it is. Yeah, it people, is. people don't have any idea. It is in all of our communities. Um, Missy, thank you so much. And say hi to everybody for me. And we we so appreciate Unashamed uh, and (laughs) and all of your work. So thank you. Thank you. You Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Missy Robertson from uh, Unashamed. You can find it on uh, Blaze TV and also on YouTube. All right. Today. Today's the day you make an important decision. Do you keep your current cell phone plan? You know, the one where you shell out enormous amounts of money every month. You pay a big mobile corporation that's probably donating some of that money to leftist causes. Or do you take charge and do you take things into your own hands? You switch to a company that doesn't do those things. Patriot Mobile is going to save you money and is working to save the country. America's only Christian conservative wireless provider is Patriot Mobile, and they offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. It means you'll get the best possible service wherever you're at. So if you're not satisfied, their coverage guarantee lets you switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. Most importantly, you're doing business with a company that supports free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our military first responders, God, all of that stuff. Don't put up with the woke companies anymore. 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy, so do it now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call them at 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. Make sure you use the offer code Beck and save. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We were just talking about uh, uh, Riley Gaines, uh, who is the the swimmer in Kentucky, yes. right? Mm-hmm. That was constantly speaking out. Uh, you know, hey, I don't feel comfortable with the guy in, in the, locker the locker room. room. What a brave, brave girl she and is. And having to compete against him. You know, the guy who was 467, 462nd, I think, ranked in the uh, in men's swimming in college. And then when he switched to women's swimming, uh, suddenly went to number one. But it yeah. had nothing to do with the fact that <laughs> no. he was a man. No, it had nothing, nothing to, to do, do with that. You, did you ever see that documentary, Victor Victoria, with Julie I, Andrews? I did see that documentary many, yeah. many years ago. Okay, so I don't know if you remember, but I should watch it again. This is my recollection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Preston was some kind, I don't remember what role he played exactly, but he convinced her she was starving. It was during the depression in Paris. Uh, she couldn't get a job, even though she was a fantastic singer. Mm-hmm. And Robert Preston said, but you know who they are hiring? They're hiring trans, uh, men. Who so, dress like women. Yeah, who yeah. dress like women and sing like women. Right. So I'll make you look like a man. You uh, go in and get the job, and then you dress like you, a woman, but mm-hmm. you're a you're a guy pretending to be a woman. And huh. yeah. And kind the, of sums and the, up. And the problem with that at that time was 
that it was unfair to the trans men because she cut in line. You can't, the guy can't compete with a woman. Right. But now, oh, that's totally fine. Oh, man. In real life, mm-hmm. it's totally fine to take away the awards from the women. Incredible. In the name of the women. The Glenn Beck Program. 